0: Go to Matthew, if you would, the 16th chapter, Matthew 16. We began a few weeks ago on a uh, series that we're calling the keys of the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom. And this phrase comes from this passage in Matthew 16. You also find it again in Matthew 18. The, the the keys he mentioned, and uh, let's begin reading in verse 13. Matthew 16:13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, "Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am?" How many enjoyed what Phyllis ministered Friday night? A lot of good things there. Yes, well, the Lord gives us such good things. Uh, she was talking about, you know, who, who do you say right. that he is? And the fact that you've got to get to know the Lord for yourself. That's right. you, you can't just serve mama and daddy's God. That's right. That's right. Or your pastor's God or the denomination's God. got to get to know him for yourself. And so he said, who are people saying that I am? And they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, but whom say you? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that is who he is. And if you hadn't been able to say that confidently for yourself that you believe, you're convinced that He is the Christ, the Son of the living God, then according to the Bible, you're lost. And I know people don't like it that that clear and plain, but the Bible's either true or it's not. And people want to try to make accommodations and, and be inclusive with all the religions of the world and say, you know, well, there's many different ways to the, the same God, well, then you don't believe the Bible. Because the Bible says there's only one way. Very adamant and clear. And, and that one way is Jesus. He said he is the only way to the Father and that nobody can come to the Father except by him and through him. Now, I believe the Bible. And so... uh He said, you are the Christ. Well, verse 17, he said, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood, didn't reveal that to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And I say also to you, that you are Peter, and upon this rock. Now, the word Peter means rock, but it's a different word from the word rock, where he says, on this rock, I will build my church. Uh, The Lord has not built the church on Peter. Mm-mm. No, he did not. The rock is the revelation that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, what he just got through saying. Who he is and what he is, actually in First Corinthians, it says that rock is Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the rock. There's two words. The word Peter means rock, but it means like a piece of rock. But when he says upon this rock, that's a different word. It means like the rock of Gibraltar. It means like a mountain. It means, well, it's it's bedrock that you could build something on. Not a piece of rock. And so I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Say that out loud. The The gates of hell shall not prevail. against the church church. isn't that what he said I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it, it the church keep reading verse 19 and I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven now, I'm going to believe all this goes together. It, it, it all is part of the same thing. It all flows together. The gates of hell shall not prevail. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Binding and loosing. When he said, I give you the keys of the kingdom, what are keys? Keys are control. With a key, you can access, and you'll find this used in connection with gates and doors. Well, he just got through talking about the gates, didn't he? Gates of hell won't prevail. Keys give you control. The keys of your car or truck give you control of that vehicle. The keys to your house give you control of who who can get in and who can get out. Right? And you having the keys and keeping the keys with you denotes that you have been given authority to use them. And denotes ownership or co-ownership. You have the keys. And so the keys then that he mentioned, I give you the keys of the kingdom. You could say, I give you the control. Come on, did you hear this? I give you the control. One of the most damaging beliefs in the church... Is that God is in control? Yes, sir. I misunderstood you, preacher. No? No, you understood. One of the most damaging, erroneous doctrines that the church is clinging to and heralds and declares God is in control. God is in complete control. God is in control of everything. That is not what the Bible teaches. That's what religion teaches. That's not what the Bible teaches. Now I know that that's a shock to some folks. Because that's one of their standard responses to almost anything. I mean, anything that happens, well, God's in control. Of that, is he? Is he? God's controlling everything? God controlled what you ate this morning. He selected whether you ate cornflakes or fruit loops. That was God God's choice. And whether you, whether you wore blue or tan, God was in control of that. And you have people say, Yeah. No. I'm sorry no and God is in control of all the evil that's going on on this planet he's behind it it's his will he's controlling people being hurt people being destroyed no no you remember when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for those 40 days and nights, and the enemy took him up into a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he said, all of this is given to me, and I give it to whoever I want, and if you'll fall down and worship me, all will be yours. Is that true? That the devil is ruling in the kingdoms of men? People say, well, no, no, it wasn't true. If it wasn't true, it wasn't a temptation. Jesus would know if it wasn't true. And it wouldn't have been a temptation. And why would the Bible say it was a temptation? It is true. Satan is called in 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4, that's in the Bible, you know. Oh, yeah. The God of this world. Yeah. Not our father. Yeah. Satan. Yeah. He's called the prince of darkness. The ruler of the darkness of this world. Yep. Now it's temporary. Yep. It's temporary. Yep. It's temporary. Yep. And the good news for us. That even in the meantime, you know because God the, the Lord's coming back, and Satan is going to be incarcerated, and then after that, in his, his last hurrah, he's going to be removed permanently from contact with humankind forever we're going to be done with him and then the kingdoms, all the kingdoms will become the Lord's kingdom and he will be in complete control. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. And when that happens, yeah. Yeah. there'll be no more sorrow, no, right. more pain, no more pain, no more crying, no more dying, no more cruelty, That's no right. more starvation, no more crime, no more curse. That's right. oh, yes. 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 Then you'll know who's in control. But right now, no. God's not controlling all of that. He's given human beings a free will. And most of them have chosen to rebel against him and yield to the enemy. He's the one then ruling in the affairs of men. And his whole thing is stealing, killing, and destroying. His name is the destroyer. That's who he is, and he—he uh, he, it, it'd suit him fine if everybody on the planet was destroyed today. But greater is he that's in us, and the enemy is a defeated foe, and the Lord gave us the keys of the kingdom, and that we, even though a bunch of bad things are happening down here that we could bind some things down here. We could shut it down. We could stop it. And heaven would back us up. Woo. We could loose some things down here that the enemy don't want loosed. And heaven would back us up. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on Earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now a lot of modern translations have changed the words on that. So watch out for it. Nobody has a right to change the Bible. No preacher. No priest. No bishop. No denomination. Nobody has a right to change the Bible. If we believe the Bible is the inspired word of God, it's perfect the way it came. It does not need to be altered or changed. And if you can change it. Then it wasn't the word of God to start with. If it should be. No. Read it the way it says it. It Say it the way it reads. If you bind it on earth. It'll be bound in heaven. That's the way it's written. If you loose it on earth. It'll be loosed in heaven. He's working with us. He's working with us. He's given us a big part of this. Much, much bigger than most folks believe. Go with me, if you would, to the book of Revelation. There's quite a bit about this in the book of Revelation. Revelation 1 and 17 He said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. He laid his right hand upon me and said, fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. The keys of hell and of death. Jesus became a man and defeated the enemy as a man. And when he went to the cross, he went as the spotless lamb. Nobody else could do that except him. And was judged in our place. And when he rose from the dead, that denoted total victory over death and hell. Because prior to that the devil had the power of death. Hebrews talks about that he had, don't you like that word? Had, why would it say he had the power of death? Because Jesus got the keys. Now, Why would, why would you want the keys to hell? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And the keys of death. Come on, did you see this? when she read it again. Jesus said, I'm he that lives and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Is that your Jesus? Is that who he he is something else? He's everything else. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! When you see him, and when I see him, when we see him in his glory, mm. we're just going to go off like rockets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're just going to think, you know, you'd have to be glorified to even handle it, yeah. 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 even handle the experience. Wow. And he, through his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. He spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. The scripture said that if the enemy had known what would transpire, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. They played right into God's hand and plan. They thought they were killing the Christ, the Son of God. They thought they could hold him. That's dumb. (laughs) They thought they could hold him permanently. And they played right into the Father's plan. And when Jesus arose out of the heart of the earth. He demonstrated total triumph and victory over hell itself. And obviously death itself. Hell couldn't hold him. Death couldn't hold him. Come on can you see this? Couldn't hold him. And now. He has the keys. Which means. He has the control. Not the devil. Of hell and of death. Now we don't see death. Put underfoot yet. First Corinthians 15 says it's the last enemy that shall be put underfoot. But the price has already been paid. And it's already been set in motion. And soon and very soon the trump's going to sound. And the dead's going to rise. And we which are alive and remain are going to be changed in a moment in the blink of an eye. And this mortal will put on immortality. And death will be swallowed up in victory. And it's not a thing the devil can do about it. Not a thing he can do to stop it. So what does that mean that he has the keys of hell and of death and that he gave us the keys of the kingdom. And whatever we bind will be bound. Whatever we loose will be loose. What does that mean? Go with me to Matthew the 12th chapter. Matthew 12, Jesus was practicing this when he walked the earth. What I mean is He was binding and he was loosing. He walked in authority. He would command evil spirits to shut up. He would silence them and he would eject them. Command them to leave people, leave situations, and they had no choice. He rebuked fevers and sickness and disease and they left, they obeyed. Jesus walked in this. And he authorized the 12 apostles to do the same, and they did it. Then he authorized 70 others in addition to them, and they did it. And then he authorized you, whether you know it or not. He did. He authorized his entire body, the body of Christ. And he said this in Matthew 12 and 24. Because he was casting out spirits, the Pharisees found fault with it, and they they blasphemed him and the Holy Spirit, and they said, this fellow does not cast out demons, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the demons. So they're saying, they're, they're accusing Jesus of doing things by the devil, and they're calling The works that Jesus was doing here. The works of the devil. And that's what's called. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Which is a very serious thing. Verse 25. Jesus knew their thoughts. And he said to them. Every kingdom. So he's talking about kingdoms. I give to you the keys. Of the kingdom. Every kingdom divided against itself. Is brought to desolation. Every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. That's one of the reasons why the enemy works so hard to create strife among Christians. And it, it has worked too well. We're splintered into what, 10,000 different groups that don't want to get along with each other? And what it has done. It has reduced our impact by that same number of of fraction. What we could do if we got together? I mean, we, we see just in the local church, you know, our projects and things like that, our outreaches and whatever. I couldn't do it individually. Maybe you couldn't do it, but you put us together and it happens in a few days. Come on, can you see what I'm talking about? Yes, well, what if all the churches in uh, Missouri, all of them, got together and was in one mind and one accord and put their faith and their resources on a thing? Oh, man, it, it would scare everybody. It would scare the <laughs> devil. It would scare politicians. It would scare, It wouldn't it? Oh, it it would scare everybody. And then what if it caught on? And all the churches in the southeast. And all the churches in USA. All the churches got together. That's the devil's worst nightmare. I mean, so he, the thing is, he hadn't had much uh, to be afraid of. Because we have been so divided on so many things, and many of them are so trivial. Oh, people think they're major, but it's because many people are spiritual children, and we need to grow up. I said we need to grow up, but that's, a, that's another series. But every, ki- every kingdom divided. It can't stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he's divided against himself. So how shall then his kingdom stand? Does Satan have a kingdom? Jesus referred to Satan's kingdom, his kingdom. So he has a kingdom. What does that mean? What is a kingdom? A kingdom is the king's domain where the king rules. Where the king has control and authority. Is there a domain of Satan? Does he have rule and control over a dominion? Over a domain? He obviously does. He has a kingdom. And uh, if I by Beelzebub cast out demons. By whom do your children cast them out? They'll, They'll be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the spirit of God. Then the kingdom of God. Is come to you. Everybody say the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God. Now read this next part. Or else. How can one enter into a strong man's house. And spoil his goods. Except he first do what? Was he talking about the kingdom. In, this, in these previous verses. Verse 28. He mentions it specifically. If I cast out demons by the spirit of God. Then the kingdom of God. Is come to you. The kingdom of God. Is the kingdom of heaven. Is the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is the eternal kingdom. You're talking about the same kingdom. The kingdom of God. And he said the kingdom of God. Is come to you. Very next verse. Or. So he wasn't even through talking about that. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house. And spoil his goods. Except he first do what? Do what? bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house who's the strong man well it's good we're teaching on this I guess <laughs> and why would we want to spoil his house <laughs> go to 1st John 3rd chapter 1st John 3 and 8 1st John 3 8 he that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. That's a big statement. What for? What purpose was Jesus manifested? That He might what? Destroy, destroy the works of the devil. Actually, that word "destroy" is the word same word in Matthew 16. Loose. Loose. Same word. Jesus came. He was manifested. That he might. Loose us. From the works. Of the devil. Hallelujah. Loose us. Jesus is in the loosing. Business, The loosening ministry. The setting free. Liberating. Loosing. Ministry. Look in uh, Luke 13. I know I'm, I'm giving you some scriptures. But if it's something you're not as familiar with. I don't just need to summarize it. You need to see it in the word. Luke 13 and 11. Jesus was doing this when he walked the earth. And he's showing us how to do it. And like I said, even when he was still on the earth, he didn't just do it by himself. He authorized the twelve. He, he authorized and empowered them to bind and loose. And they did. And he didn't stop there. He empowered and authorized another and additional seventy. So now it's Jesus plus 82. So then there's 83 at least that are binding and loosing on the earth. This is during Jesus' ministry. And do you see it continue after Jesus is raised from the dead in the book of Acts? Do we see anybody being loosed from the works of the devil? Yes. 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 The loosening ministry of Jesus continues. <laughs> I said it continues. It continued in the book of Acts. And it continues to this very hour. To this very day. But I want you to see how he did it. When he was here. Luke 13, 11. There was a woman that had a spirit of infirmity. 18 years and was bowed together. And could in no wise lift up herself. So the woman was literally, physically bent over, stooped over, and could not straighten up. And verse 12: when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, What did he say? Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Jesus said, That's one of the keys. Of the kingdom. Loosing. And binding. Didn't he say. I give you the keys of the kingdom. And then what did he say. Whatever you bind. Will be bound. Whatever you loose. Will be loosed. Well did he just loose something here. How did he do it. He said it. He declared it. He decreed it. He said you. You. Are loosed. You're loosed. From your infirmity. Keep reading. And then he laid his hands on her. And immediately. Whew. She was made straight. And glorified God. Nothing is said about her glorifying God. All those years she was bent over. That doesn't glorify God. Works of the enemy glorify the enemy. Works of God glorify God. Sickness does not glorify God. Poverty does not glorify God. It does not. Any more than sin glorifies God. Getting delivered from sin, that glorifies God. Getting healed, that glorifies God. Getting delivered, that glorifies God. Getting your needs met, that glorifies God. Right? God's works glorify God. So, he said, "You're loosed." He reached over, put his hands on her, and immediately she could do what she hadn't been able to do for all these years. She straightened right up, yep. woo, and started glorifying God. Glorifying. Yeah, you would too. Oh yeah. Verse 14. Ruler of the synagogue got mad. Isn't that something? <laughs> Didn't care that this dear woman was healed and loosed. He said, "The six days which men are to work, come on them and be healed, not on the Sabbath day." And keep keep going. Jesus said you hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath. Loose. Which is the same word. Which means. How, how do you loose. A donkey or a cow. You untie them. You untie them. They were tied up. Couldn't get away from that. Post or that whatever it was. And so you untie them. Now, they can ramble all over the pasture. Is that right? Because they've been loosed. And especially if they're hanging out there tied up in the middle of the hot sunshine and they've been thirsty for the last three hours but you can't get to the water trough. You need to be loosed. I said you need to be loosed so you can be free. You can get to the water. You can get to the, the grass. You can get to what you need. He said you're a hypocrite. You hypocrite. Every one of you on the Sabbath would loose, everybody say loose, 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 loose your ox or ass from the stall and lead him away to watering. Verse 16. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, who bound her, according to Jesus, this physical condition that caused that woman to be stooped over where she couldn't raise up. He didn't just call it arthritis. (laughs) He didn't just call it rheumatism. He didn't just call it curvature of the spine. He didn't just call it whatever Latin name of whatever disease. And I know there's a natural thing that shows up, but there's a spiritual thing behind natural things. And you don't have to have discerning the spirits to know If it's stealing, if it's killing, if it's destroying, the enemy's behind it some way. He's involved in it some way because God doesn't do that. That's not God. How'd this woman get free on this day? Jesus loosed her. I said he loosed her. He loosed her. And then he said Satan had bound her for these 18 years. And he said she ought to be. Why? She's a daughter of Abraham. That's right. Abraham got a covenant with God. That's right. Is that right? Yes. And she's a descendant. Come on. In the covenant of God. Yep. Even before the new covenant. Really. She ought to be healed. That's right? right? That's right. How, much How much more? In a better covenant. Yes. 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 Established on better promises. He said she ought to be loosed. From this bond. On the Sabbath day. What did Jesus. What was he talking about when he said. Referring to the kingdom of God. That. Uh, if you're going to spoil. The strong man's house. You got to first. Bind. The strong man. Then. You can spoil his house. <laughs> what? What does that mean you can spoil his out? You can clean him out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You can take everything he's got. Uh-huh. Why? But you first you got, to, got to tie him up. Why? Because he he'll try to keep you from getting access. What do keys do? They give you access. Primarily in the word you see them connected with gates and doors. Well, think about the phrase then Jesus said before he said the about the, I give you the keys and binding and loosing. He said, On this rock, the rock of the Christ, the Son of God, on this rock, on him, I will build my church. Is he doing it, church? You're living proof of it. You're part of it. I will build my church. Tell me the rest of the phrase. And what? Now the word gate. You you see people. And and again. I know I keep saying it. But you got to watch these modern translations. Many of them are not accurate. They have changed. The original words. And they're telling you what they think it means. That's not a translation. That's a paraphrase. A translation is a word for word of what it said. And I'm telling you, if you do a little bit of study, you'll see what I'm talking about. There's been too many changes in a lot of these modern translations. And they're not actually saying what he said. And this is one place where you'll find some of that. What won't prevail? That gate is just like what you think. Gate. It's a gate. Well, gates don't attack. No, that's right. I said gates don't attack. So what does that mean? Listen to another translation of this. It's actually the um the amplified. Put the put the amplified up, if you would. That uh Matthew sixteen and eighteen. He said uh, I tell you, you are Peter, and that's where he talks about he's a piece of rock, and on this rock, which is a huge rock like Gibraltar, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, now they add the other phrase, that's just their thinking, shall not overpower it, or be strong to its detriment, or hold out against it. And uh, Vines dictionary says that the word prevail here literally means to be strong against. Mm -hmm. The gates of hell shall not be strong against the church. What does that mean? They can't keep us out. Somebody says well I I, I ain't wanting to get in hell. (laughs) 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 it's not just the literal physical place of hell it's the kingdom of darkness and it's what the enemy has in possession Mm -hmm. and you say well uh," the scripture said unless you first bind the strong man first you have to do that then you can spoil his house You might say, well, if the strong man's the devil, and that is, then what do I want in his house? What do I want to get in his house? His prisoners. Oh, come on, are y'all listening? His prisoners. The ones he has bound. See, what did Jesus do? This woman, he said, Satan, just as clearly as you can say it, Satan bound that woman. Didn't Jesus say it for 18 years? And what, what needed to happen for her? Who bound her? Is Satan going to let her go on his own? He is not. Never. Never. She would die with that. But Jesus has the keys. Hallelujah. The keys of the kingdom are binding and loosing the authority to bind and loose, and he gave them to us. And so he shows up and he just uses the key, uses the authority. He says, Woman, come here, come here. So she shuffles over, all bent over. He said, You are loosed. Woo. And then he reached over and put his hand on her and immediately, I don't know if bones popped or what happened, but I mean, she straightened right up and she is loosed. And the devil lost control of her body. Mm. And he got spoiled a little bit. Is that right? Right there. We took something out of his house. Oh, come on. Yes, sir. Oh, come on, can you see that? Yes. On this rock. Yes. The rock of the King of kings and Lord of lords. The rock yes. of the one who is living and dead, but he's alive again forevermore. And he's got the keys yes. of hell and of death. Yes. And he gave us the keys. Yes. On this rock, uh-huh. I'm going to build my church. I'm going to build my church. And my church church is going to rise and build and rise and build and rise and build. And every one of them is going to be authorized with my name. Every one of them is going to have the greater one on the inside of them. Every one of them is going to be empowered. And the gates of hell will not keep them out. Will not be able to hold back. They will bind the strong man. They will spoil his house. They will set the prisoners free. Hallelujah. Look with me in Luke the fourth chapter. Let's establish this further. Luke chapter four. I want you to see the New Testament quote of this. And then we'll go back and see where this came from in prophecy. Did you turn to Luke four? Yes, sir. Good, you're ahead of me. <laughs> Verse eighteen: When Jesus came out triumphant over all the temptations of the enemy, and he uh, he went into the synagogue and preached, and he called for the book, the scroll. Of the prophet Isaiah. And in a moment we're going to go back and and read that. But this is what he said. Quoting from Isaiah. He said the spirit of the Lord is on me. And then he begins to. Describe and list. The different things. That he's anointed to do. He's anointed me to proclaim. The good news to the poor. He's anointed me and sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He's anointed me to proclaim deliverance to the captives. Are you listening? One translation says to declare or to proclaim to the captives you are free. That's what the gospel is. That's why it's such good news. If you're in the prison house, shackled, sick, in the darkness, in the stink, and you've been there, and somebody whom you know, knows what they're talking about and has authority and power, and they yell from outside the door and say, we got the door open, you're loosed, you're free, you are free to leave, you are free to go. That's the gospel. I said that's the gospel. Sadly. Sadly. Millions will stay in there. And say I don't believe it. I don't believe in that God stuff. I don't believe in that Jesus stuff. They'll stay in there. They won't come out. They won't come out. But you did. Oh I said you did. And I did. We heard it. We said for real. <laughs> For real? I can come out of here? That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Jesus has opened the door. Jesus slapped the devil and took his keys. Yea, he did. Yea, he did. He he put him down hard. Hard. He ain't got over it yet. He put him down. Took his keys. It said I got the keys. Yeah. Of hell. Yeah. And death. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And he rose from the dead. Triumphant over. All of it. And now. The commission of the church. Is to go into all the world. And do what? Preach. Preach the gospel. To every created being. What's the gospel? The good news. About what? For this purpose was the Son of God manifested. That he might loose and undo all the works of the devil. And he has done it. He has accomplished it. And if people believe it, when they hear the good news, you are free. You are loosed. If you'll believe it and start coming towards the light. Next thing you know, you'll be outside. Outside the prison. Outside the darkness. Outside the sin. Outside the curse. Can you say hallelujah? But that's not the end. That's the beginning. Now, you are also commissioned into the loosening ministry. Right? It's your job to tell whoever else will listen that they are loose. That Jesus has undone the works of the devil. He's loosed. And Jesus said he's anointed me to preach deliverance to the captives. He's anointed me for the recovering of sight to the blind. And what? To set at liberty them that are bruised. To set at liberty and proclaim deliverance. Do you hear this? Now Go with me to Isaiah 14. Let's look at a couple of these from Isaiah. And to see what he was quoting from. Because this is. He's quoting from Isaiah 61. But uh, it's it's more than that. Different passages led up. To this 61st chapter. Isaiah 14. Is talking about the devil. Refers to him as Lucifer. And how that He said he was going to exalt himself above everything and be like the Most High God. And uh, Isaiah 14 12, 14, 12, of Isaiah, How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? Verse 17 talks about of the things the enemy did, Lucifer did, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners. Those that the enemy has in prison, in darkness, in bondage, he never intends for them to get out. He doesn't open the house of his prisoners. So, That would be the gates of hell. That he's got them locked up. They can't get out. But the gates of hell. Shall not prevail. The gates of hell. Cannot withstand. Cannot hold out. Cannot be strong. Can't keep us. From binding. Whatever of his emissaries. That are oppressing In different situations and loosing the prisoners. Man, the enemy was hoping you'd never find this out. Oh, he was really hoping that you'd just live and die and never. Too late. I said, Too late. And then you hear, it said, He doesn't open the house of His prisoners. He thinks He's got the gates shut and the gates are iron and nobody can get through the gates and nobody can get out because he used to have the power of hell and of death. And that was it. Not anymore. I said not anymore. And see that's why it said that the powers of darkness if they had known they'd have never crucified the Lord of glory. That's what they thought they had done. When they crucified Jesus and he went to the heart of the earth and they got the gates shut. And they thought nobody's ever got out. So they thought they had him. But they had no right to have him. He'd committed no sin. He just took our sins and paid the price for our sins. And the Bible said that God the Father spoke. And I reckon this must have been somewhere around the end of the, the third day. He spoke and said, "You are my beloved son. I have begotten you and he was that new birth power was manifested in the heart of the earth and it blew the gates open. And <laughs> it-, it shook that place to its core and he came up out of there free from your sin." He had none of his own. Free from your sin and my sin. And the Father had said, I have accepted the spotless blood of the Lamb. It is the full payment for the sins of mankind. And Jesus comes up out of there. And the next time we see him talking to the disciples, he said, all authority. All authority in heaven and on earth. Is given unto me. Then he said, so you go. That's delegation. Read in in Isaiah 49 after it said that the enemy doesn't open the house. He didn't open the house of his prisoners. Isaiah 42 and 6. You begin to hear these prophecies. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will hold your hand. I will keep you. I will give you for a covenant of the people. For a light of the Gentiles. That's us. To open the blind eyes. And to bring out. The prisoners. From the prison. And them that sit in darkness. Out of the prison house. Oh do you want to see it. Child of God. Are you thankful That the the Lord helped you to get out of the prison house, out of darkness. There are billions sitting in the prison house. Millions and millions sitting in the darkness, lost, bound, bound in spirit, bound in mind, bound in body, bound in life, bound. And Jesus said, I give to you the keys. Of the kingdom. Whatever you bind will be bound. That's the enemy's activity. Needs to be bound and shut down. Whatever you loose, well, people need to be loosed. Just like Jesus loosed that woman. People need to be loosed from the works of the enemy. That was the purpose why he was manifested. To undo what the devil done did. Is that right? To loose what the enemy has bound. Have we been authorized? Have we been empowered? Now you can't do anything against somebody's will. You don't have authority over human spirits. No, you don't. But if anybody will listen. And if anybody will believe. And if they'll cooperate with you just a little bit. You can see loosing. You can see miraculous things. Simply by saying, telling them the good news about how Jesus has done this, about how they can be free. They can be free from the sin. They can be free from spiritual death and separation from God. They can be free from sickness. They can be free from poverty. They can be free from all the curse of the law. Is it true or not? And if they believe it and they need help and you see that there's a twinkle of faith about them, you can say all right then. In the name of Of Jesus. Be loosed. From your bondage. Be loosed. From that addiction. Come off of them. In Jesus name. Be loosed. From that infection. Be loosed. From that bondage. Hallelujah. And no matter how the enemy. Tries to hold the gates in. and, And keep them out. They will not prevail. They can't stand against it. They can't hold out against it. Somebody dares to believe God and act on the word, all the demons in hell can't hold them down. Can't. Can't. Can't hold them back. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Whew. Isaiah 49. We're working up to the passage Jesus quoted. Isaiah 49.8 As you Look at these things. You'll find so many of our verses in the New Testament are quotes out of the Old Testament. They're quotes from prophecies and different words that the Lord has said. In Isaiah 49, 8, thus says the Lord, in an acceptable time, I have heard you in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Well, we find that in the epistles today is the accepted time, right now is the day of salvation. So this applies to us. I've heard you. I've helped you. I will preserve you and give you for a covenant of the people to establish the earth to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. Why? Verse 9. That you may say, that you may say, look at your neighbor and say, that you may say. You you may say. Tell somebody else on the other side, that you may, that you may, that say. You may say, say what? Say. Go forth. To them that are in darkness, show yourselves. Now that's the King James. That's the King James. Listen to what the NIV says. Because that's what the phrase means. To say that you may say to the captives, come out. That you may say to those in darkness, be free. That's another way of saying, be loosed. That you may say. That you somebody say that I may say that I I may say what? You may say to the captives, come out of there. Is that right? To those that are in darkness, you may may say, Be free free, or be loosed. Mm. Why? Because he gave us the keys. He gave us the keys of loosing the prisoners. And then you get to Isaiah 61. And this is what Jesus is quoting. You might say well that, that applies to Jesus brother King. It does but it also applies to you. Why? Because he's the head and we're the body. We just got through reading that in Ephesians. Remember that last week if you weren't here maybe get it and listen to it. But about how that we are in him and what belongs to the head belongs to the body. All that he did he didn't do for himself. He didn't need deliverance from sin. He didn't need to get free from the devil's oppression. He did it for us. He did it all for us. Isaiah 61 are you there? The spirit of the sovereign Lord I'm reading in the NIV. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me. Now that's what Jesus was quoting. That's what he found in that scroll. Isaiah and he found that place just right here. And he read it. Then he said this day the scriptures fulfilled in your ears. The spirit of the sovereign lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. He's anointed me to do what? To proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness, the release from darkness for the prisoners. Can you see? That's what he's been talking about in all those chapters leading up to this. The loosing from prison. The loosening from darkness. Like we said a couple of Sundays ago. Anytime you hear and see things that you know are the enemy. And, and you don't have to see and hear a spirit. You don't have to have discerning of spirits to know it's the enemy. Jesus said the thief doesn't come unless he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If it's evil, if it's dark, if it's hurting people, if it's stealing things and robbing people of things, if it's destroying things and and killing people, it's the devil. It's the devil and his cohorts. It's, It's the kingdom of darkness manifesting in the earth. And when you see it and hear it, don't just feel bad. Don't just gripe about it. Don't just complain about it. You should ask yourself the question, can I do something about this? What do you mean? Spiritually. Spiritually, can I? Now you don't have control over human spirits. And we're going to talk about you know the, the measure of our authority here a little bit later. But we have the Holy Spirit. And he's the one that will help you to know when you can proclaim and when you can't. You, you got to rely on him because there's still so much we don't know mm-hmm. about situations and people and everything else. But you should at least look. Right. Yeah. If you hear about bad things in your community, well, you live there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have some authority there. Yeah. Is that right? You have some rights there. You hear about some things that's going the wrong direction. Going, You, you don't have control over all the people But the spirits that are influencing them and pushing some things, if it has to do anywhere around you and your stuff, you'll find the Spirit of God will quicken you. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Speak up. Speak up. And when you do, you just say it right out loud. And if you need to, people don't understand, get away by yourself where you can and say, you foul spirits. Operating through this and through that. I command you, stop. In your operations. Cease in your maneuvers. I bind you. I shut you down. Oh, you'll make them mad. I said, Oh, oh you'll make them mad. Because a lot of times they've been working on something for years, trying to get it to that place. Bind them, shut them down. In Jesus' name. Now, and when you do, don't just go to checking and see how you feel or seeing what you can see or hear. Believe. That what you said takes effect. Right. Right. Stand in faith. Yeah. And expect. Now tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. Next week's a new week. That's right. What do you mean? I wish I could say you could just bind the enemy once for all and you'd be done. But no, he's going to be trying to do some stuff again. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah. But if you see it again, what do you do? Shut it down again. Right. Yeah. And if you see people that are in bondage in different ways, if they will listen if they will let you and cooperate with you, you can speak loosing yeah. over them, just like Jesus did that woman. You can say, be loosed in the name of Jesus, and it'll happen. Yes. I, said, it'll happen. Yes. I said it'll happen. I said it'll happen. Yes, sir. Do you believe it? Yes. Stand on your feet, everybody. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church.